nice out now game game Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chech, and I'll be your DM for tonight. And the players with me tonight are Andreas. Hello, how are you doing? Cara. Hi, I have chocolate. Yay. Richard. Hello. And Dia. Just to date this episode, I went to Dragon Meat the other day, and it was great. Ah! And I spent lots and lots of money. Yeah! And I got lots of new dice. Yay. Because I have no self-control. Did you take them out? Huh? I I didn't. Most of them are still in the packaging they came in, except for the ones that I got that, that I got free from um, playing a game with the people from Penance. Well, if the dice are now, how are you gonna game now? Uh with some of the many, many, many other dice I have. <laughs> Somewhere in the region of 120 sets, I reckon. At a guess. Wow. She's actually just a million d4s in a human form. <laughs> <laughs> I have two sets. Oh, damn. I have a few more than that, but, you know, I have, like, maybe five. Dice orphaned, no game. So, yeah, I was riding high on this tomfoolery train, but uh, it ran away from me along with my thoughts, and now I can't remember what actually happened last time, so can anybody remind me, please? Okay. In the episode before that, we've been led into a back room at the... um... Uh, just, Just a room. Brothel? Oh, into a room. Yeah, um, anyway. Uh, and in the room, Kasli was uh, introduced everyone uh, because apparently he knew everyone that was there. Aliona, a female half-orc. Dina, a human woman. Loretto, a non-binary elf. And then um, Dawn discovered that uh, Marjorie was Mox and Sox's great-grandma. Del tells us uh, more about her job. The gang are planning to rob a bank. They have someone on the inside and have discovered that the money is not kept at the bank. It arrives by cart and is escorted by a mage, possibly sorcerer. And Mickey got caught trying to find where. It goes to a cave, but we don't know where the cave is. The red tiefling from the bank came in and yelled at Kasni. It turned out to be Yilka, uh, now Fiola. <laughs> you say you say you say Ilka as if anyone knows who that is. Yes, well, shush. Um, <laughs> a person from Kasni's past who caused him a great deal of trouble. See there, there. Okay, yes. okay. Yes, Kasni. Kasni was yelling about Ilka uh, leaving a dead body in his house. I think he also mentioned that there was a uh, purple powder all over the dead body. And um, Yoka was complaining that, oh, sorry, Fiola um, was uh, complaining that uh, she needed to get rid of him or find a place for him and, and she was worried about getting trouble. I'm like, you know, just drop me in it. Thanks. I had to flee the, uh, had to flee the town for that. Thank you very much. Of course, that is the reason why I went back home to uh, uh, where my family was from and allowed me to meet Marjorie. So it wasn't all bad. Um, anyway, yes, yes, they argued for a while, but eventually, uh, but were eventually persuaded to set their grievances aside for the job. The cart leaves the bank at 9pm and we plan to track it. Dawn goes back to the inn to change. Kasni and Marjorie play bridge while Declaw watched. 
I think that's about it. It was mostly arguing. Yeah, there was a lot of arguing. That was a really short recap. Okay, so Don goes back to change. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you change into? Dawn slowly shrugs off his coat first and folds it carefully and lays it on the bed and does the same to his shirt and strips down and rummages around in his pack and draws out what can only really be described as a skin-tight leather, very dark blue catsuit. Oh my! (laughs) (laughs) Does it have a boob window? Oh my god, it has to have a boob window. It does not have a boob window. It absolutely has a boob window. The tail isn't covered, um, but as it's a black and grey mottled fur, it doesn't matter too much. And he... uh, What time is it? Uh, It was like, I don't know, five when you left, so I don't know, It's let's say it's getting close to six. Okay, then he'll uh, wait until it's dark, and then slip out the window. You'll slip out a window and go where? Back to the group. Okay. Because we're going to hit the bank, aren't we, tonight? Yes, yeah, we are, but like, you know, the way the way you said it made me think you were going to go do your own thing again. No, but walking through broad daylight streets in effectively black leather kind of defeats the point of the camouflage. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> Very suspicious, in, in fact. I mean, you, could, you can just put a coat on and, you know... Yeah, a, a big old trench coat. And leave it at with your group or something, I don't know. I mean, Dekla's going to change into her brown robes, but <laughs> it's not exactly a big difference. Yeah, from her white robes into her brown robes, yeah. Actually, no, you're right, actually. Dawn will shove on a coat and go meet them immediately. Okay, yeah. It's a long coat. Yeah, it's a long coat. Yeah, you walk through the city generally unnoticed. It's a weird feeling for you, but, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. The rest of you, Kasnia and Marjorie, are playing bridge. They're also teaching Decla Bridge, and the rest of the group are just sitting around, kind of waiting, kind of talking, and yeah, you hear uh, Dina walks up to Del and she says, Hey, Del, um, so, yeah, so, real, um, like, not, not that it's not a good plan or anything, like, it was a really good plan, but, um, how, what about a stone? And Del just looks at her, what stone? And Dina says, well, um, you know, when uh, we talked to Mickey, um, didn't he said that there was a stone that we, uh, there was a stone that they uh, put into a thing and um, it was kind of important. A key of some kind? And Del keeps looking at her and she just swears. Okay, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, you're right. He did mention a stone. It was important. Okay, let's, let's get the group t- back together. We need to revise this plan. <laughs> Okay. What what stone, dear? Yeah, and Del's like, okay, everyone, gather back around. We need to rethink this. Uh, and about then is when Don walks back in in uh, his midnight blue cat suit with a boob window. <laughs> Kasni makes an effort for his jaw not to drop. <laughs> Marjorie supports Kasni's jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn looks ar- around the um, annoyed and confused faces. Smirks at Kasni's face and just says, "Don't tell me I got dressed up for nothing." <laughs> oh no, it's uh, it's not for nothing. I'm sure it's just a, a minor detail, minor but important. You walk around looking like that. No, I normally have a coat over it. I mean, I suppose that would 
protect us all, yes. Could you put it on now? <laughs> uh, no, the doorman took it. You'll have to bask in my glory some more. Shudders. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn smirks before his face turns quite serious and goes, "What? What's happened?" Well, we were uh, we we were not given an, a uh, seemingly vital piece of information about some sort of magic slug. I was tired. Okay, I have an actual job. Like, do any of you folks know what an actual job is? Douglas says. Uh... I think I know more about real work than someone who sits around all day. Mm. Okay, look. First of all, customer service. Okay, I, I work at the post office. Okay, do you know what kind of sick and twisted people I have to deal with every day? I just... Mm, no. And feels like, yeah, and I work at the bank. Well, I mean, respect on the customer service, I... I haven't done much customer service, but I did work uh, at my my family's um, produce store on occasion, and it's not the worst job in the world. But there could be some assholes, you know, just just one asshole making some asshole comment, and your day's just kind of ruined. Mm-hmm. And think about it all the time, all the day. Look, details escape me, okay? But that's okay because we're all here. We can talk about it. We can we can work on it. That's why we're here. What do we know about this stone? Okay, so here's the way he explained. There's like sort of a tunnel leading into the hill, and then at a certain point, it widens out into the cave. Mm-hmm. And right as it widens out, there's like a nook in the wall, and they put the stone in, and it does something. So it's like a magic key of some sort, or disable some traps, or something like that. I guess. Make it seem to think so. Can I make an arcana check to see if I know what it likely is? Well, roll for it. Cool idea. 22. 22. Yeah, you know that sometimes uh, a keystone like that would be used to uh, maybe uh, disable or enable an, a permanent magic effect. So. Okay. So like an illusion or a yeah. dimensional shift or whichever. Or something like that, yeah. Do you know who uh, keeps this key? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's the mage. Of course it is. The treasure robe. Do they keep it on them at all times? Like, even after work? Like, say, could we go home to them and beat them over the head and take it from them right now? That, I don't know. Uh, Fiola, do you... And uh, Fiola thinks... She does have that bag of holding she always carries with her. I I think it's probably in there. A bag of holding. Quite a useful uh, article. A point of my own. Looking very proud. Oh. Yes. I, mm. Yes. I forgot you had one of those. Uh, what is that? Uh, well, it's sort of a bag that's bigger on the inside, right? Very useful to keep um, more things you... Uh, than you could reasonably uh, carry weight-wise into a small, portable... Uh... Just as an example, I, I pull out a crowbar that's... You know, it's crowbar size out of a small pouch. <laughs> this one's special, though. I made it myself. Ooh. Okay, you can make things like that. Right. I suppose you are in charge of the magic stuff. When you've been around for... 420 years, then you learn a trick or two on the way. What uh, What? What do you need to make one of those? Actually, never mind. We'll talk about this later. Yes. <laughs> and Kasny uh, definitely looks interested in... Uh... So, do you know where she lives? I feel like we're best off perhaps getting to her 
when she's not surrounded by guards. That is the easiest way to do it, yes. I mean, I've only been working there for like two weeks. I, I don't have the access to all the employee records. I, 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 I'm just a window clerk. You know, I don't... So that's a no? Well, I, that, that's a no, although... Well, we need to get the key somehow. I don't know, but she comes from a really important family. I I guess if even if we did, well, she's she's one of the rich folks. I don't think you're saying her house wouldn't be unguarded. No, yeah, that that's exactly what I'm saying. I and if she's a maid, you know, it's not, not only would there have physical protection, they would also have magical protection. I don't I don't think that's a good avenue to go, honestly. Mm. Irina Kirchhari is not someone you want to mess with. Well, if she's moneyed. Why don't we get her to come to us? Go on. Yes, do explain. Dawn slides his eyes over to Cassie and says, Well, if we can encourage Daniel to throw a party. Where? In in his hotel room? He's part of the landed gentry around here. You can rent out spaces for this sort of thing. He's more new money, though, I think, really. Okay, so question who... Hey, yeah, Del here. Uh, who's Daniel? Oh, some asshole. Yeah, he's not exactly our friend. He's not our friend. People keep saying that. Why do people keep saying that? I don't think we can persuade him to pay money to set up a party when he's taking out a loan. Yeah, that is quite a good point. Fiola says, oh yeah, that's why they're taking the money today, because somebody took out a loan. Ah. Yeah. Yes. It seems to me, then, that our only option is to intercept the cart. Well, that was the original plan. Kick the sorcerer's ass. Well, let's hope that they're not tougher than they look. I say as someone who's not seen them. <laughs> Marjorie, have you got anything that would help even the score against a practitioner of the magic arts? I have a crossbow. Roll me either arcana or uh, history. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I have, I'm proficient in both. Hooray! Hooray! I only rolled a five, but it's plus seven. It's plus seven. That's a good. Twelve? I can't math. Yes, twelve. There definitely is stuff available. You can't really narrow it down right now what specifically would work in this case. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't really say, but I, I know where you could find out. Oh, what? The library! It's a magical place full of books and knowledge. Dawn just smirks and says, Well, I was planning on stopping by there tomorrow, but it seems like might need to be a bit faster. Uh, he then turns to Decla and says, um, I'm pretty fast. Your knowledge of herbalism wouldn't by any chance be able to create some sort of, I don't know, poison tranquilizer? Dawn, uh, do you not remember that we have some needles with that sleeping draft on it? Dawn blinks and just goes, I had completely forgot. Not sure we should be messing around with those. Uh, Why not? We know how to cure it. That is an excellent choice, Kasni. What if one of you accidentally stabs yourselves? And it's night time, so we can't wake you up until the morning. I mean, it would be inconvenient, but it's not the, you know, end of the world. No, this is perfect. I'm a little scared. Maybe some sort of blow dart? Oh, yes. I mean, I'm good at throwing darts. I just, uh, pull out my crossbow. Come on, come on, let me shoot him. I want to shoot the wizard. 
Can you, like, take out the cup with the fucking things in it? Could you fashion one of these into a crossbow bolt? Uh, all you need is, like, some tape and remove the front, and you put that in the front, and then you're good, right? Yes, spello tape. Fabulous. Dawn points out, a crossbow will kill, whereas a dart will simply send them to sleep. Well, it depends on where you hit them. Hit them in the calf, they're unlikely to die. Or the shoulder. Shoulder's a bit more iffy. If you get it a bit wrong, you could get a long. But, you know, same. Uh, you could make it a baffling shot. That's a blunt arrow or dart that is used for training. I still say the blow dart is a better choice. Blow dart is probably pretty useful. Dina raises her hand and says, I can also put people to sleep. Oh, useful. Oh. How? I mean, our old friend Darren can do it. Yeah, Darren, where, where the hell is he? he um, he'd be useful about now. If we counter magic with magic, we have to rely on our wizard being stronger than the one we're attacking. I mean, Dawn has the sleep spell, but the dart is a more sure thing. If you don't target anyone except the sorcerer, sleep has a pretty damn good chance of working. It's it's AoE. Yeah, but it affects people in order of hit points, and it doesn't have a save. Ah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, and Dina puts her hand down. Actually, I can't really remember how to do it. I know that I could do it, but I can't anymore. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I feel so sorry for Dina. I like her. I I want to I want to be her friend. She is adorable. Perhaps I'll adopt her. Why not? <laughs> Just another grandchild. You adopted me. Well, sort of. You you didn't talk to me for five years, so I sent you a letter, like twice. You did. Yeah. Well, I didn't get them because I was on the road. Yeah, you've been tra- you've been travelling. How am I supposed to get messages to you? I haven't managed to get hold of any kind of like spells that can do that yet. I got a cool item, but it only works in like twenty five miles or something like that. You didn't come visit me on Lucia's day. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to it, though, the important bit is, uh, I think, sleeping. With the dart, and then also maybe magic as a backup is a good idea, and better than anything else we've come up with so far. Yeah, and Loreto says, well, and if that doesn't work, then I got this. And they uh, do that gesture where they're uh, punched upon their hands, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty good at that kind of thing, too. Heck yeah, girl, where did you train? Uh, In the mountains, the Temple of the Sun. Nice, cool. Yeah, I got some sweet tats. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. This one shows the flow of energy through the body, so you can interrupt it. Okay, this is like higher level stuff than I got. Like, I just know how to punch good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. And I have a cool staff. Dawn takes the bowl of needles from Dekla and uh, looks at Marjorie and says, Can you fashion these into dots? Uh well, I th- I think I think I could if you have any. Be careful; they might make you go to sleep for a thousand years. That seems excessive. On the plus side, you won't age during that time. I'm pretty sure going to sleep for a thousand years is dying. Actually. Oh no, it's fine. We know someone who did it. It uh, it puts you in suspended uh, sleep or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you just sleep. 
And it seems like it seems like you can do it for like a thousand years and be fine. What time of day is it, uh, Chacha? Yeah, it's uh, it's getting a bit late. It's around seven now. Uh, I'm assuming that means it's after daylight. Yeah. No, wait. Actually, it's a few weeks before the solstice. Yeah, it's the sun's still up now. I'm gonna quickly go outside and make a dose of the cure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you make a dose of the cure. Sensible. What time is the sunset? Uh, around eight. If we do that, we wouldn't need to save the world. <laughs> what sort of tools do you think I would use to modify needles into darts? I'd say you have like a travel version of your tools with you, and I ha- no, no, trust me, I have thieves' tools, tinker's tools, and smith's tools. I don't think you would even need to. Roll a check or anything. I think this is just the kind of thing you can do. No, I, I would still make you roll a check, but just, you know, just to see if you... Uh... I was asking specifically because as an artificer, I can use my Tinker's tools to make any other set of tools. So whatever tools we need, I can have. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, just to Tinker tools. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Yeah, I guess I will get to modifying these needles. Let's make some Okay, roll me, roll me a check. Uh, yeah, which, uh, which stat are we using here? Mm, it's not, uh, I'd say intelligence and proficiency, because, you know, your, your t- tools got proficiency. God damn it. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, no, you, you successfully make the darts. The, you, like, you, you were trying to make the crossbow darts, right? Uh, darts for the blowpipe thing. Do we have a blowpipe? No, we don't. Oh, okay, I can do that. Just make them throwing darts, because we can use those. Uh, could do throwing darts. Yeah, I could turn them into throwing darts. Well, they are a thing that actually has stats in the books. So. You don't have time and material to make a blowgun. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll turn them into throwing darts. I think that makes more, most sense in that case. Yeah, you make you make them into throwing darts. You are very careful with the poison so that you don't um, accidentally injure yourself and go to sleep, so... As a battlesmith, I definitely have, like, some thick gloves available, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that makes sense. So who wants to throw these? I'll do it. I can probably get the closest. Also, who was the person coming with me on the initial plan? Del? Yeah, um, and Del. Yeah, I'm good with throwing stuff. There you go. Okay, so you get a sleeping dart each. Just for my sake, what's the range on this? 2060. 2060. 20 meters? No, no, no. Um, 20 feet. Uh, okay. 20 feet is 6 meters. 60 feet is 18 meters. Okay. You give Del and Dawn the, the darts, yeah. And Del's like, so, okay, so what do we do now? You and I, we should ambush them on the road. And uh, Marjorie, this took you like half hour altogether. Maybe like 45 minutes, but yeah. Okay, so it's like 9pm. It's like a little before 9. Oh shit, we gotta go! <laughs> we should move and get out the city, because I don't think you want to do this in the town. Yeah, so it's it's just after sunset, you know, for the lighting situation. The lamplighters made their rounds already, so the street lights are lit. That's a cool detail. So this, do you guys want to show us, get us on the route? They started the bank building and then they move out. So yeah, Don, you and I, we go there, we follow them. The rest of you, you follow behind us, like, a good distance behind us. And then, then, then what? Where, where do we, how do we... Because we need to know where the cave is, so... We follow them until they get... We know roughly where the cave is, yes? Roughly. We know which side of the hill, and there's a bunch of fields there, but, you know... We wait until they get close to that. 
Then we take out the mage. And there's three other guys there, don't forget that. Well, that's why we bring this lot. Okay, yeah, that... I mean, yes, we're coming along. Then we rob the mage, we find the cave. I guess you would have to... If you're stopping them on the way there, you would have to take one captive and have them show you the way? Oh no, we know where the cave is, right? No, we don't. That's what we're following for. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to keep up. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, no, the the plan the plan was to catch them on the way back, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, let's restart that. We follow them. We follow where they go. They'll come back the same way. We ambush them. Oh, we ambush them on their way out. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. And then maybe, as a reward, we go investigating the cave. Okay, that sounds like a good plan, yeah? And, uh... Del looks around and everybody's kind of nodding to each other. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, yeah. Alright. I'm so glad you Does this you seem to have a bit of experience with that, huh? Uh, completely ignores that. <laughs> Anyways. We better get a move on. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And the two of you, you go ahead. Uh, you've been to the bank, you know where it is, so, so does Del. And the rest of you, you follow a bit behind, like a few few blocks away. We only need to know the gate they're going out of. What gate? Town gate. Yeah, this ta- the town gate. Or whatever road. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense to follow them from the bank, because that's just way too obvious if we get clocked. Ah, so if we leave the side of town, we know it's on. You pick them up on the road. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Following them directly from the bank is going to look more suspicious, and there'll be more people around to likely see us. Very sensible, Dawn. I can see you, uh... You've earned that cat suit. As a team, we're not trained enough to trade in places. Yeah, they go out the eastern gate. Okay. Eastern gate, there. it's technically... The city doesn't have a wall, technically. So, uh, the eastern, um, road that then, um, turns towards the northeast. Towards the... There's two hills outside of the city. How busy is this road? This road, at this hour, not very. There's, like, a cart every now and then. But, uh, you know, it's not super busy. Dawn says to the group, we'll go ahead, give us some time, and then follow. My suggestion is, you're a group of friends, you've been out on the town, you're wandering back. Be loud. Don't hide. Yes, that does make a lot of sense. Shout. Hug. Hide in plain sight. Uh, okay. Declan, may I suggest you play the exasperated chaperone? That would make the most sense. Unless you know how to uh, pretend to be drunk. I'm not sure I'm very good at pretending. That's fine. Yes, we'll be we'll be loud and obnoxious and drunk, and you can look at us with disdain and try to you know keep us on the road. That would that would make a lot of sense. So, um, Adorn and Dell going ahead together. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're going ahead, and I'm gonna need the two of you to roll me a stealth check. You roll one, I roll one, uh, with advantage because you know they're not. They are on the lookout, but they're not really expecting anyone to follow them. They're not expecting anyone to be stupid enough to follow them. So, yeah. 25. Yeah, and I I get a 20, so you follow a fair distance behind them. Del and Dawn will split up and cover both sides of the road. Yeah, and the cart, you know, it's a just basic uh, cart, nothing super fancy. There's a large chest on it, tied over with heavy chains. Uh, it's led by... Um, would two horses be enough? I'm gonna say it's led by four horses. Uh, the treasurer, the red-headed woman that Daniel actually took a loan from uh, earlier in the day is uh, sitting on the 
front of the cart next to uh, one of the armored guards. That one's a human. The other two are sitting on each side of the chest. Uh, they're both dwarves. Okay. The cart continues on its track. During our time shadowing it to its destination, Dawn is looking out for anywhere along its path that would make a good ambush target. Okay, roll me perception. 12. Yeah, so this area is mostly open fields. Um, There's a bit of a forest starting in the distance. There's not a lot of good hiding places. You think you could probably improvise something... uh, in a, a ditch next to the road, because this is a... The path of the cart veers off from the main road, which is a large paved road. Uh, it veers off from there to basically a, a field track, a cart track that leads between uh, various fields. And there's uh, ditches running on the either side of the road. And uh, there's various uh, hay racks along the road, so you're thinking you could probably improvise something between one of the hay racks and uh, one of the ditches alongside of the road. And there's like one tree that is sort of on the side of a road somewhere near a hay rack, but other than that, there's not really a lot of uh, good places to do it. Okay. Is it one of the bigger ones that has like a roof on it? No, it's uh, it's just the the one rack with the... But does it have hay on it? Because then you can hide behind it. <laughs> yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the one that you were thinking would be the best for the ambush does have hay on it. Okay. I can't communicate with Dell at the moment, so Dawn will just hold that in his head until we get to the destination. You know thieves can't, right? Uh, yes, I do. So does Del. Oh, yes, there must be a silent version of that for giving uh, instructions. Yeah, just, you know, a few basic gestures, like, you know... Oh, I in my head, we weren't even in line of sight. We were just shadowing the cart each side of the road. Like, the road isn't that wide, you know? Yeah, but we're in the fields. Like, the cart is quite obvious to see in here. True, true. Okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, the fields are currently... They mostly have wheat growing on them. Some barley. Mostly grains growing in the fields. That's tall enough for a gnome to hide in, right? Yes. But a gnome on a big mechanical iron throne? Well, so I'm a, ti- I'm a small creature and my chair is a medium creature, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can get off it, but it wouldn't really reduce the size of my chair, I guess. Anyways, Ease. Yeah, you have no way of communicating that to Del. Um, yeah, you're each... Uh, following the cart through the fields, and it takes a while to get to the destination, but it leads to the side of the hill, right-hand side of the hill. There's two hills to the side of the right-hand hill. Mm -hmm. There's a double hay rack set there near a field. The hill is pretty, has a pretty steep slope. It is uh, apart, and in front of it, the double hay rack is uh, standing the one with the, with a loft on top of it, and a big roof, and, uh, Cart drives under the hay rack and out the other side into the hill slope and it disappears. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, uh, Dawn will go find out. Yeah, you find each other, so. Did you see that? Yes. Just went into the hill. Possibly some sort of illusion magic? Possibly. Wow, I can't, I can't believe nobody finds it. This, this, this seems like. <laughs> I mean, it's a hay rack and a field, like. What? The person who owns the field is probably in on it. There's no reason anyone would stumble upon it by accident. Mm, true. So, I suggest we set up an ambush further back. Take the ditch, I will take the hay rack. 
go for the person closest to you that isn't in armor. So the mage or the um, bank manager. The mage is the bank manager? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Dawn doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so what do we tell the others? One of us should go pick up the others. How long do you think they'll be? The people inside there, should I say? I don't know. I'm. Depends on how much money they're picking up. About 2,000. Unless there are more loans. Sorry, I'm not there. They're not there. Unless there are more loans. <laughs> that says maybe it's a waiting game for now. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the others? I mean, yeah, I can go. Uh, they're probably still on the main road, yeah. Well, I hope so. Just make sure they get on the right road. If they're sticking to the plan, where I should be able to hear them. Indeed. I'll keep watch here. If anything goes wrong, I'll set fire to the haystack. <laughs> Good thinking, but make sure you don't get singed. Dawn uh, preens slightly. Goes, never. Okay, I'll go fetch the peeps. We'll get set up at the hay rack. When they get back out, you, you zoom your ass over there. Okay, and we'll we'll bring you in on the strategy, okay? The idea is they arrive as backup and encounter the cart on the way. And you really think that's gonna work? Why? I'm just thinking, like, if they have a lot of money and they see a bunch of drunk people going there, I don't think they're just gonna, you know, go towards the drunk people. Why not? They're heavily armed. They have a mage. They have a reputation of a bank behind them. I just think, like, you would avoid any and all encounters in that way. That's all I'm saying. People uh, see what they expect, generally. Yeah, and they don't expect to see anything. All of us hiding. Dawn winces slightly. It's a country road. And a hay rack. Yeah. And what would you even be doing that far out in the fields anyway? Like, I get it, you're drunk, but like, you know, it's not like you're pay- playing ball toss. Yeah. Drunk people go wandering. Especially groups of drunk people. How long did it take us, or take them to get there? It took the two of them, it took the cart, I don't know, I mean, it took took some time to get out of the city, and then, like, at least 30 minutes out of the city. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, like, 45 minutes. So it's, like, pretty far down the road. It's not, like... Somewhere people would just walk. Like, a good bit of the way was down the main road, but then, like, at least 20 minutes up the... I think I've confused myself with my own plan. Have you? Have you really? Have you now? Like, what was the point of having us pretend to be drunk if we aren't in a city? Oh, I pictured you all drunk walking down the road outside the city. Never mind. Yeah, well, we're not outside the city. We are miles outside the city. Like... Four or five miles. No, I realized I've overcomplicated it. Del, yes, Del, go get the group. Okay, and we'll meet you at the hay rack. Cool. So we're clear on the plan, right? <laughs> okay, we know we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll see you at the hay rack. And she zooms back. Yeah, and Don, you wait there for uh, a while. Like, you don't know what they're doing in there, but uh, it's taking them a while. So, like, you think this money should be out in, like... What, ten minutes? You're waiting for more like half hour. Okay. And in the meantime, uh, Del, you're all waiting uh, at the side of the road, acting drunk. In Loretto's case, they're actually drunk. Aliona's just standing there, just uh, shaking her head like, this is what we have to deal with. This is this is what we have to deal with. Dina actually brought out a little violin and she's playing some music. Tekla looks like someone who is acting natural. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she looks like someone pretending not to be setting up uh, an ambush. Uh-huh. <laughs> she looks fucking stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Del jumps out of a, a wheat field and uh, catches her breath. Whew. Okay, you're all here. Um, 
So yeah, we found a really good amber spot. It's a bit further down the road. So yeah, y'all uh, come with me. We'll uh, set up, and uh, once they pass us, we'll uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, exp- I'll explain. I'll explain everything on the way. Come on, come with me. We we have quite a bit to go. <clears throat> and yeah, she uh, leads you down the road to the hay rack, and she uh, sort of uh, sets everyone up between the hay rack and the ditch and the tree. Uh, she herself is uh, s- sitting up in a tree. The rest of you, do you have any preference? Where do you want to be? I want to be close to the road, but like, mm-hmm. once I know the cart, like, because we're going to get advance warning from... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be close to the road, and when we know the cart is coming, I'm going to cast Disguise Self on myself to look like a tree. But a tree with two arms and two legs. <laughs> that That's not going to work. It could work. You can't cast disguise yourself as a tree. You like disguise yourself. You can do another person, or I would allow the scarecrow. Oh, but okay, so be a scarecrow. A scarecrow. <laughs> a scarecrow is a really good idea. Yeah, but be a scarecrow, and I'm gonna use my uh, crossbow and see if we can reenact the Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a scarecrow is a really good idea, but. Just because I want, I really want to do this. I just want to make a single argument. Okay. You can't change your body type, so you can must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you, right? So if I make a person-shaped tree, that should be fine, right? A bush that looks like Shirley Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it sets up a dangerous precedent. <laughs> yes, I can see. I can see why you're saying that, but also curse you for not. If you want them to have like. Super advantage on the investigation check. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'll do a scarecrow. I'll do a scarecrow. <laughs> you basically end up looking like someone wearing camo. <laughs> I mean, camo works. Not if you're standing in the middle of the road. Yeah, okay, I can see the arguments against this working, actually. <laughs> do you have silent image? That would work. No, no, I don't. This is my only illusion spell, and I really want to use it. So I'm going to be a scarecrow. Right. Okay. I'll be on the floor. Yeah. You'll be on the floor in the ditch. Cassney. I'm going to be a little way off because I'm planning on uh, I'm planning on ranging the ship. Yeah, the hay rack is like a few meters off the road. I want to be in a position where I have more or less direct line of sight, but I'm not nearby, so hopefully like I'll be far enough away to not be noticed. Yeah, okay. So you're behind the hay rack. Cherry Cherry hides behind the hay rack as well. Yeah, and when you get the advance warning from Dawn, you uh, can sort of stand out on the field. Yes. Okay, yeah, so Dawn, eventually they come back out of the cave. It's taken them 30 minutes, 40 minutes, taken them super fucking long. And everybody, you're waiting on the road and you're getting kind of uncomfortable. Like, you can hear Del groaning up in the tree that, you know, her underwear is riding up from sitting in this position. <laughs> but yeah, eventually, Dawn, you see them leave the cave. Uh, make me a stealth check to when to, when you zoom away. 21. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you uh, you zoom away unnoticed. Dawn and Del will set up slightly ahead of everybody so we can alpha strike the mage and then everyone can rush in. Yeah, Del Del's up in the tree. So do you want to join her in the tree or? Dawn will take the other side of the road if possible. Oh, good. So when she misses the mage, she'll hit you. <laughs> no, because you don't fire across each other. Yeah, you don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> You set up in the ditch and you wait and eventually you hear the clip-clop-clip-clop-clip-clop of the cart. Everybody roll me a stealth check just to see how well you're hidden. Okay. Uh, Can we have advantage for preparing ourselves? 
Sure, yeah, you have advantage. Yay, glad I asked. Yes, okay, 20. 20. I rolled two 11s uh, for a total of 13. I got 17. Okay, uh, I rolled for the rest of the crew, and the, the highest they rolled was a 7. Excellent. Can I have retroactively have given Blessing of the Trickster to Cherry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Marjorie, roll for Cherry as well. Okay, I forgot about that. But you get advantage. Cherry has... Oh, God. Oh, d- does Cherry have advantage? Yes. Cherry had advantage because I gave it Blessing of the Trickster. Uh, not that it helps. Okay. Cherry rolled seven. Oh dear. Excellent. Excellent. The least stealthy chair of all time, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marjorie, you're standing out of the field out in the field. Everybody else is sort of, you know, just sort of laying low. And uh as the clip clop clip clop gets closer, the armored guards they're up on the card there talking to each other and you Hear one of them, one of the dwarves say, "Hey, did somebody leave a chair in the field? What's up? What's up with that?" <laughs> Cherry! Cherry! Attack! <laughs> the other guys like, "Come on, don't tell me you started drinking already. We're not back yet." And there was an, "Oh no, no, dude, dude, dude! There's something there. Come on!" And they uh, slow the card down to a roll. Don, you and Dell have a chance now to uh, shoot the thing. Now that they've actually stopped down. Okay, we go after the mage. She's sitting up on the at the front of the car. She looks annoyed. But yeah, uh, roll roll to hit. Thirteen plus only my dex, I think, for this. Am I at a disadvantage for using a thrown weapon? No, why? Why would you have a disadvantage? Because I'm not proficient in it. It's a dart. It's got to be a simple weapon. It's a simple weapon. You ha- you're proficient with simple weapons. Yeah, they're simple ranged. Okay, cool. That's a twenty in total then. The dart hits her in the neck. Dell's dart flies past and gets lost somewhere in the field. And uh, the one she holds her neck and says, and yells, "We're under attack! Everybody, get get to your positions!" And uh, yeah, that's where we're gonna end it for today. Dun, dun, dun. Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now. Game! Game!